Hello and welcome back to the Pilgrims Podcast. My name's Archie and joining me today is Tom Kirk and Mark Lovell. All right, guys, here we are, mid-international break. Mark and Tom here with me. Um, guys, how are we feeling? Last time we met, well, before Woody, not including that one, it was all a bit doom and gloom. We lost two on the bounce. Mark took his prediction from sixth down to 16th. The R word was used, relegation. Now we're halfway through the international break. Have, have we calmed down? How, how are we feeling? How are we reflecting on those feelings from just over a week ago? I've definitely not changed my opinion too much. Whether I'm upset about it or not has definitely um, subsided. I think, uh, you know, we're football fans. I suppose we don't want to come on and go, well, we've predicted the finish bottom, so what the hell? You know, we've lost another game. Let's move on. I want to make the pod a little bit more interesting than that. I kind of, um, yeah, look, it was it was more bursting my own bubble, really. I was living in a little bit of a cocoon about us being somewhat invincible. And and I feel that I've lost that a little bit. It it can be regained with a good win or two away. I'm trying to think of all the positives from previous seasons where Shuey's turned around uh, a bad result or a bad performance and given us some confidence. I even think at the end of last season, I think actually if you think of the Papa John's, we went the Papa John's, we didn't play very well. We went to Morecambe and didn't play very well, albeit we won. But that didn't set us up particularly well for the Lincoln game. We're sure we had a little bit of a strop in the press conference. And then we proceeded to change it up a little bit and go and get six straight wins. So it, it it's doable. It's just that the odds are against us, aren't we? Because, you know, we've got next to no money and um, very little championship experience. I feel we were outboxed a couple of times in those last two games. Um, You know, I've, I've certainly dampened on my, on my hopes that we'll get into the playoffs. But equally, you know, I'm kind of, re- I, I, I'm accepting the fact that that doesn't mean that we're going to finish 21st or 20th. You know, I think, you know, there's there's a lot of football to be played. Yeah, I mean, those two de- home defeats, they're a bit of a bit of a wake-up call for everyone. And I'm, I'm looking at Shuey's comments at the uh, trust meeting about, you know, if, if we carry on creating the same amount of chances, things will be okay. Um, I think we really just need to tighten up at the back. Yeah, uh, we're going to have Cooper back, hopefully. Um, although Hazard's done absolutely brilliantly, you know, that's not going to be like a massive difference. Um, those comments by Shuey about, you know, the teams below us not creating the same kind of chances, quality chances as us, that's a bit of a... You know, it should be a wake-up call for us fans as well of where we're at. Um, These international breaks, they seem to just drag on and on and on. I just want to get back onto the pitch, you know. And uh, it would have been nice, you know, to to have the opportunity after Millwall and Swansea to really bite back. But we've, we've had to stew it over. For, for a while now, and I'm sure the players will be really, really keen to to upset West Brom, you know. That's the team we have next. As a fan, you want us to kind of, you know, move on quickly and move on to the next... But 
I had a feeling that, and we, I think we expressed them in the last pod, that there are some real concerns, and Shui's kind of admitted to that, and they're going to use this time now, this two-week break, to assess that. And he's, you know, labelled mm. a number of concerns of his, which is good to hear. You know, we've had debates privately off-air about the England manager possibly not being too honest and open about his team's shortcomings or certain decisions. And that's been good to see. Shui, albeit not in the press, but uh, uh, this uh, Cornish... Supporters Trust um, evening, he was seemingly quite open about that, um, which for me was reassuring. Because the last thing you want to do is have a manager that's slightly delusional. Not that I was thinking that was the case, but it's reassuring to hear he's um, he's acknowledging that. And they're going to be using this time to kind of put a few things mm-hmm. right. Because I think we needed a bit of a reset. Um, because it, it felt to me that things were possibly just starting to spiral a bit. Uh, Tom, would you agree with that? Yeah, I look. I I I do. Um, just on the um, trust comments, you might come on to them some a little bit there. But yeah, be- beautifully transparent. He was pretty. He was pretty blunt, wasn't he, about expectations? I think he's not wanted to seem too unambitious so far, but it's very quickly changed to let's be better than three other teams. Yeah, that was really interesting. Fine. Just to jump in there, that was that's the first time we've heard him. He didn't say it was a relegation fight, but basically. Admitted to that side. Well, I think we'd all play with a lot more freedom if we knew that that was, you know, basically if we were, if we knew that three teams were going to be cut drift. Current data suggests they are. I'll come back mm. to that in a minute. But um, we'd play with a lot more freedom, enjoy the season, even though we might end up finishing in the same place. Um, we've obviously got to get used to having defeats, which he doesn't like losing, but you know he seemed to be resigned to that. The, look, the two week break. I'm with Mark. I hate it, but um, we haven't got as good a team as our rivals. So the only way that we're gonna we're gonna have to outsmart them and outthink them and out prepare them, aren't we? So time is helpful there. I think the less prep time that we have, and you can see that our forms kind of our worst form this season has been when there's been two games, arguably less prep, maybe less rest, more changes. Um, that that's cost us so far. That hasn't been massively productive. Those um, those double weeks, is it? So two weeks to get some time on the training ground. We went to Preston and did very well, didn't we, off the back of the last one? I know the result wasn't there, but we played very well. It looked like what we'd been practising was coming off. I mean, it would help if we don't let in a goal after a minute. Um, like Mark says, need to cut that out. I'm a, I'm a little bit torn in that we need to play to our strengths. You know, against Millwall, we seemed to fear letting a goal in and it really hampered our attack. You know, against Norwich, we had no fear. But we did defend well. We just defended well, you know. And Millwall, we 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 didn't defend well. Swansea, we didn't defend well. Actually, I didn't have such concerns with our attack. I think we were creating some chances, but defending, you know, a couple of the goals. I think that second one, even though it was a great strike, he could have built a house in the space he had. The uh, Swansea player. Mm. Um, so yeah, look. Uh, in uh, come back to your point. Yes, good to use the break. Good to have a good honest account of where we see ourselves this season. And we need to support the team as fans, don't we? And I think obviously they'll get a bit disappointed, a bit disillusioned with defeats and we probably still will, but I've been in home park where we've been relegation fodder and the crowd have been really positive before. So um, I want a nice balance of not being too negative, too unambitious, but we certainly need, what we certainly need to do is have a situation where if we're behind in games at the home park crowd um, are cheering on David against Goliath rather than, than getting the hump over over losing a game, you know, having been not used to losing for a while. Yeah, so I think was it you, Tom, that just said about 
you know, we're, we're okay up front, but our defence needs kind of serious attention. And should we, should we address that in that Q&A session, which was interesting, saying, you know, we're conceding way too many crosses and entries into the penalty box and allowing too many shots. I mean, it's sounding pretty basic, but I think that's what we're noticing from opposition defences, isn't it? That, you know, the likes of Morgan and Bali have just been swarmed, to use Aaron Kujak uh, phrase, just being mm. quite literally swarmed by three to four defenders. And... Um, it's proving hard, hard to score. And we, I think, in fairness, we saw a bit of that in the last game at Swansea, especially first half. I thought we actually looked okay defensively and quite um, aggressive, possibly, in our defence. Obviously tailed off in the second half. Um, but that's something that needs to improve, right? Yeah, Mark picked up on the defence, but I do agree. It was amazing to, to know what Millwall Swansea did uh, for large parts of the game is restrict our attack. It wasn't always successful. On another day, we could have scored some goals. But yeah, they definitely came to us with a strategy of let's stop them playing and pick their gaps, whereas where Norwich came to try and beat us and failed. Um, that's a strategy we're going to have to learn how to deal with because it's now been quite evident of, of a way to beat us. I don't know if we have the facilities to get around that. We we did last year. We brought Cosgrove in to give us that um to give us that key to unlock that particular problem. Um, but yeah, the defence is, I mean, again, I, I bow to so Shui's knowledge of the game. That's the kind of stuff I want the real technicians to, to tell me is to, how to stop those coming in, stop the crosses coming in, stop the chance of being created. Because from a fan, it just actually looks like the error rate's quite high. You know, Millwall thought we were doing well. It was an error for the goal. Swansea, error. You know, awful defending for that um, very avoidable goal, that equaliser. But if Shuey's there going to say, well, that's where we are, you know, we're going to make errors. So it's about stopping the flow of chances rather than crying over the one or two times that people get through. Then that makes sense to me because we, we can't concede three goals at home many times, I must say. No. Another point of concern that we raised on the pod, and it's hardly a niche point, is um, set pieces. Uh, hopefully, hopefully that's a point they'll address in the, um, in the break now. And Shuey did mention it. In, in his Q&A session, they were saying, you know, we're 21st in the division for teams who have scored from set pieces, which is obviously not great. Um, cause for I'm concern. surprised it's Mark. that high. I'm surprised it's that <laughs> high. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't there, think because... of it. Mean, that means we've scored one or two, and I'm not sure that's the case. But I mean, clearly it is. Well, um, uh, but again, if you think of how many goals we've scored, because we're, we're a high score, it just, despite being sort of low in all the sort of data tables, we're high scoring, high conceding, aren't we? So I yeah. expected us to be high on the base. Percentage wise, we must be bottom. Yeah. 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 I'd, 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 yeah. I'd look into that. Mark, this is one for you. Um, Cooper was a topic at that Q&A session, of course. And it looks like he's all, he's pretty much, he's fit. Match fitness is something else. Obviously, with goalkeepers, unlike an outfield player, it's hard to get that match fitness in it. You can't just drop him in for 10, 20 minutes here, half an hour there. Do you? Would you want to see him start next week against West Brom, Mike Cooper? I think that would be slightly unfair on Connor Oz Hazard. Um, mm. You heard what I said about the goal... The first goal against Swansea, but there you go. He's he's had a good season. I think the time to drop Hazard is when he's made a glaring full par error, and the defence doesn't feel like he's he's 
he's the man. They can feel it. They can sense it. We haven't reached that stage. I would like to ease Michael Cooper back. I don't think we're, he's, we're quite there yet, um, although I'd love to see him. I wouldn't. If Shuey decides that's the case, fine. But I think it would be slightly unfair on Hazard, um, despite thinking Michael Cooper's the best goalkeeper in the EFL. He might need an easier introduction than away game at, at the Hawthorns. Yeah, might might be a home game would be easier with less, you know, less shots on goal, less physical activity. But you know, we it's just hope ready. We need the Papa John's again. Yeah, yeah, we are yeah. lacking somewhere like that. You've got to have friendlies. <laughs> you never, never know what you've got till it's gone. You yeah. say that, Mark. We're playing. We're playing at home on the Wednesday against the team bottom of the league. Like you yeah, said, right. no cup competitions. That I, I, that feels like now or never to me. Actually, I don't know Cooper's fitness, but poor. Yeah. If that's not the game, I don't know when yeah. is. I'm looking forward to the West Brom game in particular because they they will be a similar time to team to Norwich, maybe passing style, and that's a team that we can maybe surprise surprise West West Brom, but also looking ahead to Sheffield Wednesday. That's going to be a really interesting game. They, you know, they'll be looking at us and seeing this is a team that we need to catch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a really important game all of a sudden for us. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, I'm speaking about friendlies there, and we've had one behind closed doors last last week, early on. Um, limited kind of coverage on it, of course, being behind closed doors. But it, what is clear is that Bundu played and played through the middle, which is interesting because it was something we were debating on the last pod. Obviously, his um his his great asset is that he can play across the three, like we said. Um, but interesting to see that they're clearly trying him in that middle position because um, yeah, we're clearly lacking. And he was exciting. He was a big... I was really impressed by him. I thought this could be tricky for you coming in. Deadline day signing. Not a lot of minutes in the legs. I don't know what his preseason was looking like. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he's going to be like after two weeks rest and training. Yep. Um, our attacking players have done really well. But Finn has got nominated for um, Player of the Month, by the way. Um, I was a little bit frustrated about how we built our attacks maybe the maybe the strategy and the setup in the last couple of games but you know our attack's been great you know the hardy whitaker azaz you know mumba they're they're high up in the charts for goals goal goal contributions and then for the less for the other two more in assists expected expected assists and getting fouled you know they get fouled a lot i still want to see this fab four against west brom i want that's um that's our best team we've got to play our best team in games we've got to try and win the games we can't write it off um, interesting you say about Bundu though um, yeah I f- that I'd like to see that because my, my gut is that Sheffield Wednesday will come and try and not lose the game against us I know they need to win some games pretty quickly but they've got a new manager of their own um, not a lot of time to get a style and a, and, a, and a plan together against you know incredibly good opposition with a team that's horribly out of form and just come up from League One so I expect they're going to... They've got big defenders as well, so I expect they'll have a low line ready for Ryan Hardy, and I'd love to see... Should we throw Bundu in there? Cat amongst the pigeons, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but that game, you know, yeah, <laughs> we talked about them being cup finals, didn't we? All being cup finals, but Mark's right. Sheffield Wednesday are going to need to 
we were talking about, you know, us being better than three sides. Sheffield Wednesday are going to need to pick three sides to get above, and I think we'll be one of them. Mm. That'll be their target. They'll be, this is not a good start. Let's stay up. Let's be better than three teams. So they're going to have to go and, and you know, target us, basically. I want to get your thoughts on this, Archie. Maybe Mark as well. Is What's really interesting about the, the, the main thing I love about Plymouth Argyle is the, the current ownership model, the faith in Shuey, how that's reaped rewards. And I'm not advocating for any different, but my hope for us not being sort of 20 or 21st is because we talk about those, Shuey talked about those three teams. Mm-hmm. I think Rotherham, Sheffield Wednesday, QPR just don't create. Um, the championship has a record for sacking managers, often mm-hmm. twice in a season. And and you have this new manager bounce, don't you? Now I don't want to do that. I think Shuey stays with us all along, and he could get relegated, and he'd still be our man, because I don't think anybody can make a bigger difference to our team. But there's, there's obviously this risk, isn't there, that the three teams below us are just going to keep rotating the managers until they find some kind of formula that gives them something. Yeah. Um. So I have got my eye on Sheffield Wednesday here, going look, they were very good last season. You know, the data suggests we outperformed how we played to get above them. They've got some great players. Yes, okay, they might not have recruited well and morale might be low, but I don't know. You know, stranger things have happened. He get, he's, he's only got to get a couple of wins and suddenly we're sweating, yeah? And then we don't, we're not seeing this team and all the data that they that they amassed under their previous manager as to how few chance they're creating becomes ancient history. Yeah. So what are you saying? that You know, the essentially the likelihood of one of them getting a warlock in is quite likely we'll know how that goes yeah i mean this oh. is i mean can't we can't really rest on i like the fact that shuey's identified and been transparent about the aims but you know i think just being reliant on three teams to not get above us the margins just feel too narrow if it was yeah. midway through the season there are 20 points adrift fine we, we've got to focus on winning on winning games yeah the point is tom and we have to concentrate on ourselves we have to take care of our business we can't be worrying about this uh new wonder miracle worker at sheffield wednesday you know he's good. maybe there will be a a bounce but hopefully it doesn't start on wednesday at home park yeah mm. um, yeah i agree that's that's what i'm trying to convince myself of mate <laughs> just just to think it really unfortunate timing if they come and get something yeah he was associated with hasenhuttle at southampton and hansi flick at Various stages, he's going to have certain ideas about football. But Sheffield Wednesday challenged us because they were, you know, a very physical side, hardworking, you know, brutal at stages. Um, we're going to have to stand up to that. Whether um, their new German coach can implement his ideas in time, we'll have to see. But we just we need to take care of our own business and not worrying about other, what other sides can do we can get overly sort of paranoid about that we concentrate on our positives play our football as best as possible Mm. try and keep a clean sheet and that tends to work out pretty well in football keep a clean sheet and maybe nick one it's interesting archie in the um the the forum comments that jumped out was sure sort of already looking forward to january i think i said on the last pod i wasn't um thrilled with how our january window last year has aged but um, going back to what Mark was saying there about the simple things that a team in a relegation battle are going to do, be strong, be physical, be organised. 
you know, what would Pulis do? What would Wallet do? Kind of thing. Um, we, we're quite lightweight as a team, aren't we? I've, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of respect for our players, and I think you know some of them are. We've got some real warriors in there, in a metaphoric sense. But you know, I just looked at. I was watching Man City the other day. You know, score from a set piece, and I thought, does Pep really practice set pieces? Well, I think, well, no, he just recruits six foot two players who are who are units. And Mark mentioned about Gibson coming back. I mean, he was obviously recruited into that mould, but I think we're kind of lacking in 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 that. And I'm I'm wondering if just the simple physics of having five foot ten players playing six foot two players is going to eventually be an issue. Yeah, I mean, Shui mentioned, didn't it, that we don't have the biggest players. And that's why they've um, adopted this short corner policy of late, which is interesting. I mean, I'd also probably argue, why does it take nine games to figure that out? Um, but it is what it is. Um, so that they've, they, they're clearly aware of it. And the, you know, we've spoken a lot about the Corbin Dion. He spoke again about it, didn't he, at the Q&A session, how he's been tracking him for two years and didn't get him last season because of injury. And this season, obviously, Middlesbrough pulled the plug. So I think feel it's something they're clearly aware of. And going back to your general point about January, he was he talked about needing a, a bit of a cup run or a big hit in the third round. Obviously, we go straight into the third round this year, which is interesting. Um, last year they got four hundred thousand, didn't they? Oh, as a yeah. extra to get them over the line, and yeah, like you say, mixed success really. Wayne and Tariq Wright wouldn't say they've been a success thus far. Mateta um, was right, right, good. Forgotten someone else. Yeah, early. Yeah, but sorry, my point is, I don't. He said he's not going to ask for that again. He can't, you know. So he's acknowledging they're going to need some luck in, in the cup draw to get some funds to go spend. Of course, we've got that loan slot as well. Yeah, the Argyle, the Plymouth, uh, the Plymouth fan in me, the one pound fifty chat GPT free chat in me, <laughs> picked out the negatives of of Shuey's chat i mean I've, I've got to work on that as a as a as a person as largely a football fan i think i deal with it generally in life okay but i looked at the 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 language that gave me concern and when he's talking about the fortune income and the cup run mm. like that's very you know that you can't bank on that you know that's the that's the kind of thing that you can't be certain of and the clubs never plan to spend fortune income which is mm. how you get yourself into financial trouble that it's got into in in previous incarnations. But what it told, what I read into that language is okay. I feel the board's already identified shortcomings and a shortfall that we need to address it, but that we don't have the means. So mm. the only realistic way of doing that is a cup run. But bear in mind, we could draw. You know, I don't know who's doing well in League One, Oxford away, mm. you know? and then that's a that's rubbish, isn't it? Because that's, that's no, there's no coffers and it's not a it's not a it's not a good tie. But that, that just the pathology of that. I just read into that thinking. Okay, I think they're fully aware of the shortcomings. Fully aware we're going to need to up the wage budget and up the quality of player, even if not this season, but systemically. And we're at this point where we're relying on, you know, what what Dion Dublin picks out of a, you know, a hat. You know, it's um, that's that's not not precarious, but I mean that's that's not stable, is it? When we're talking yeah, about a sustainable I, championship yeah. club, it's kind of unpicking that a little bit, isn't it? I hear you. It's an interesting point, not one I'd really picked out up on myself. It's interesting that you know some fans online are uh, debating that Jimmy Dickinson went up to Aberdeen recently on a scouting trip, and the fact they're well underway with January preparations. Um, you know, theorising that he was watching a Helsinki player in the Europa Conference League, 
which would be interesting where Hazard has come from as well. And it's, I mean, you can see the logic in the fans' uh, theory there. You know, it's a market we've tapped into before. The Finnish one, albeit once, probably a lot cheaper because uh, we clearly need to um, make our pound stretch, don't we? Um, so it'd be interesting if that comes to anything. Yeah, as is mentioned, Obviously, though, in January, you're, you're in danger of playing top whack and there's a high premium no. that you pay and there's a lot of desperation. And we don't, ideally, we don't get sucked into that. But um, we have to trust in the people that are at the club to to get it done. I think we have to learn our lessons with Coburn. We were left in the lurch with him. We put Mm. all our eggs in that basket. Obviously, I suppose the thinking was Middlesbrough are going to be in a promotion fight. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they were bottom of the league and they were reluctant to, to lose a potentially very good striker. So, yeah, we... It certainly feels... It's a bit simplistic, but to be honest, it really does feel that way, doesn't it? And just, I'm sure it wasn't part of the plan. I mean, they've picked up since, and he's kind of had a few minutes. So I think I, I agree. It's um, unfortunate how that one worked out. It was interesting looking back at the summer, and uh, Jimmy Dickinson mentioned it, didn't he, on the official pod. Unprecedented amount of rejections they had. And, you know, online there was a quite a good you know, list of, you know, all the rumours, and it was huge. And a lot of them, you know, there's real substance behind a lot of these rumours and, um, you know, a lot of sentiments we went in for and didn't get, you know, a lot of, you know, there's no point listing all the names, essentially players in every position. Um, so it'll be interesting how that affects this January window coming up, whether they've learned any lessons regarding that, because it seemed like, you know, we missed out on a lot, which... I wonder know, if we're under, I wonder if we're underspent in that entry, because the... the um the fund, I think Shuey's used the language for, for um, Whitaker and, and Mumba was it's not part of the budget they were given. Now, whether that was recycled, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Um, so that could be part of it, or it could be that that budget was sort of part used or curtailed or whatever. But in my mind, it's okay. If you put if, 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 you, if you take the transfer fees for those two out of it, obviously they'll have had healthy wages. Obviously, Zaz came in as well. I don't know. I wonder if we've got. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're. Maybe we're not overspent. So, I mean, that feels like the kind of information they won't say publicly to manage our expectations. But maybe we could yeah. be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to touch on. I found it quite interesting. I mean, essentially, it's just gossip, isn't it? I mean, um, yeah, the whole stuff about Morgan Whitaker signing, and it's so. In, I still find it fascinating, and it, it feels like a book within it that could be written one day. You know, Whitaker's journey from January to kind of whatever it was, late July. And then him, he did a great piece about mental health, didn't he? And in that, he kind of spoke about it. How even in the week before signing, re-signing for Argyle, I was looking. It was you know, it was really on, off, on, off, and he wasn't sure what was going on. But Shuey gave some insight on that, didn't he? Which was that Morgan Whitaker was, you know, that he rejected bigger, better offers in terms of money elsewhere and came to us. As um, yeah, I uh, we spoke about legends recently, and I feel like he's one in the making. I really do. Just the way he speaks the way the unique set, set of circumstances that has led him coming to us permanently is the kind of, he had a bit of trauma there, probably quite literally by the sounds of it. It's a pretty horrendous January for him personally. And In I the making of key words, mate, though. In yeah. the, in the making. Yeah, in the making. Sorry, it's really rambly, but I think you can just kind of see the story, the foundations of that story have been set and I really hope he goes on to great things and I think he will. It's very subjective. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the day. I've been a bit hopefully romantic. We don't, hopefully, Hopefully we don't have to sell him because ultimately, you know, I think we paid a million quid. He, he I saw him in a team of team of the 
team of the season so far. He's mm. pretty, pretty, pretty consistent in those kind of things, be it opinion based or data led. Mm. Um, you know, weirdly, he's our he's our, he's our most valuable asset, isn't he? There's, mm. there, there's there's a world where we live in, Mark, where we have to sell him for five million quid and uh, and cash in and use it. You know, other teams have had great success about cashing in everybody's favourite player and then spending it wisely in a couple of other positions. It's clear that other teams are aware of his strengths and uh, they're highlighting it and swarming him. You know, he needs help, Morgan. Our team needs to provide different options on match day so that Morgan, all the responsibility is not on Morgan. And, uh, you know, we have other assets, you know. I think basic thing at the moment is try and tighten up the pack and let our weapons thrive you know that's that's the key for me and then morgan will be that tremendous asset going forward for us you know on the on the bank balance as well but first things first we need to tighten the ship and then stay up that's it for me yeah so we undoubtedly need to uh improve tighten up at the back especially away from home you know just one point so far away at watford and the question is, you know, do we play three or four at the back? That's interesting. Again, ref- referring to Shuey's questions, he's kind of saying he'll take it game by game, which is which is interesting Brooke. to hear. So plan A and B. Um, I'd like to go back to something I raised at the beginning of the pod, though. Mike Cooper. Tom, do you want to see him start? Or do you think we should be seeing it's him West, start? It's West Brom. Yeah. I, wouldn't surprise, I mean, Mark said no, but it wouldn't surprise me, actually. Um. Because there's been a break. If he's fit, he, there's no games, is there? There's no games for him to go and get match fitness by that exactly. friendly that he played. Exactly. So exactly. he's got to go in at some point. I, I'd, I, I, I would not be surprised to see him in one of these games um, coming up. If Connor Hazard's been away on international duty, been plenty of time to get some drills in this week. Um, the thing with Coops is, again, everyone's like, oh, it'd be harsh on Hazard. He's done well. He's made good saves. I'm not too, I'm not too sure about the. You know whether it's we're going to stop letting goals for him, but but Cooper set up a lot of attacks for us, and although Hazard's distribution's got good at times, it's still a bit patchy. It's very hit or miss, quite literally. Um, I just feel Mike Cooper's really ahead of the game when it comes to taking mm. a catch and getting the ball started, and we we create a lot of chances the last couple of years having him in. Um, in short, I think we've got to get him. I think we've got to get him playing, Archie. It comes back to the point about what what. What the what the strategy was with Hazard? I mean, it caught us all a bit by surprise, didn't it? When he came in, even when the rumours were pretty much from reliable sources guaranteeing he was going to join, there was a bit of me that didn't believe it because it didn't make any sense. And we're still at this point now where I'm thinking, what was the what was the drill? What was sold to Connor Hazard about what was going to happen here? I don't know what you think. Think of that, mate. Yeah, yeah, this, this yeah. was going to happen. This was going to always going to happen, wasn't it? We were planning this very moment was going to happen. Yeah, it's a fascinating one, and it was a real head scratcher. Not, you know, you won't think it. Crikey, the club have lost their marbles here, but it was it was a slightly left field one. Um, I mean, not it's not really a question, but I'd be amazed. I'd be absolutely shocked if we're sitting here in twelve months' time, and Hazard and Cooper are both on the books of Plymouth Argyle. Unless there's another ACL, God forbid, for one of them. Um, so you got. I think that's almost. I think that's kind of. You know, we, we accept that's going to happen. The question is who who goes next summer for me. Um, 
And that's a tricky one. That's a really that's a really interesting one. Mike Cooper, what, next summer? He'll only have one year left in his deal, which I can't quite believe. I, I do believe it, but, you know, he's just signed a new one, albeit it wasn't huge, was it? He's just signed about four contracts that are always running out, don't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his agent is um, clearly no mug. Um, yeah. And we let's put it, let's say it how it is. Plymouth Argyle have not been good at selling assets ever. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the no. last time. You know, Kamara, fair. Yeah, we sold him for good money. And that you know, every day that passes, what a deal that was half a million. Um, but we need to get better at that. And I think there's a general acceptance that he will go. And I think we can do it in a you know amicable mm. way with respect, and he leaves with dignity. And so I'm fine with that. I've accepted that. Um, but for him to leave for high, for for good money, for kind of life changing money for Argyle, he needs to play. And it's interesting we, what you say there, mate, about oh, the oh. about the selling players. Is that yeah? And, and I'm kind of this 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 um, incarnation of the board ha- hasn't had a huge amount of opportunity. And the ones yeah, Camara springs to mind. It was a great premium. I might forget any others, but. Um, so that's not saying I'm not saying decision making flawed here, but I still see Exeter City our, our rivals, mm. you know, much lesser resource club, regularly, well, creating players. One of their players scored for England in the week. One of their players, Captain Swansea, the other day, and absolutely schooled us on our million pound players, and they sell them habitually, you know. And I'll read about another guy who's played two minutes for them and been on loan to Tiverton, and they've sold him for a million quid. Yeah. Um, they've got very good at turning that into regular income and putting it into their playing budget. Um, and it, and it, uh, clearly that the, the Brickfields project is, is designed to that, albeit longer term, to make sure if there are good players coming out of Devon, they come to us. Um, but you're right, we've we've not been great at that. There the, financially, the you know the idea they think well, and, and you can see it with Hazard now with the saves he's made is you know we can't go. Thank you, Callum, but we can't go into a championship season with you in goal. We bring Connor in. The hundred fifty thousand is. Nothing really. It'd probably be a loan fee if somebody brought in a if somebody brought in a six month loan. We wouldn't have bat an eyelid on it, and that could have been the loan fee. So, but but it does fascinate me as to what the pitch was to Connor, unless you know he just went into it brazenly, like he was. Yeah, I can displace anybody. And what I would like to be in the conversation to have is something like Connor. You're going to come in, and then Michael's going to come in because whether you stay or he goes, he's going to need to play some more minutes to get some bids in. Or else we're not going to get the premium that we want. He said he goes, so you sit out for six months and you stay. You're going to be a championship goalkeeper or top end league one, which he might still accept at his level. Or we go, thank you for your six months. We're going to put Michael back in. You've got some championship minutes, and then you're immediately transfer listed. I fail to believe that one of those two conversations didn't happen. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, and I mean, moving away from the strategy, the transfer strategy, and looking at the starting 11 you know we've said a lot on this pod we just start our strongest 11 and you know privately we've been talking about gareth southgate picking players and sentiment sure he needs to be ruthless here and he has been so i don't doubt that he will be again i don't think we can keep um hazard in because he's been good he's been probably seven eight out of ten i that's i don't i don't buy the argument for me it's quite weak and um yeah we simply need to get our best player in in the yeah, um, it purely comes yeah. down to fitness, mate. It, it, the only yeah. way I see this turning round where it's a decision that can be critiqued is if he's put in, he injures himself again, and it's too early. Yeah, I, I'm no expert in that, but as long as as long as that's not the case, he goes in. I, even if he comes in and makes an error, I don't think anybody's going. Mike Mike Cooper, like our manager, has enough credit in the bank to come in and 
and uh, find his feet in this division. Yeah, well, I think he's been very well managed. It really comes down to whether he's fit. He's been well managed, hasn't he? Because he wanted to come back and start the season. He wanted to, you know, start against Huddersfield. And Shuey's, you know, told him, put the brakes on. We need to get this right. You know, we can't afford to have a big setback with you. You can't afford it for your own career. Um, Hold fire. We've got a good, we've got Hazard in. And they earmarked second international break or the end of being the kind of time where they could reintroduce him. So we're here now. We're at that point. So it's a really fascinating one. Really fascinating one because they've managed him really well. It looks like everything's going to plan. Um, they haven't rushed him. There's been no need. If he was ever going to get an ACL, he probably got it at the almost perfect time, you could argue. I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing because we ended up getting promoted and it didn't progress, but he obviously had a huge mm-hmm. part of off-season um, being injured, which was kind of good. He wasn't, you know, doing it in August would have been a nightmare. Um yeah, I, I'm just repeating myself now. I think I've, the more I think about it, the more I say it out loud, I think we, he's got to play. If he's fit, he plays for me, mm. actually. I, 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 but that's, that's my guess. When I say I don't know whether to see him, I mean, I don't know. We've got, we've got a lot of work at West Brom. Just look at West Brom here. Um, a, a popular stats provider. I'm just looking at their home form, Archie. A um, mm. lot of green. Um, a green being a colour de- uh, denoting high or favourable uh, statistics compared to the division's average. Right. A lot of possession, a lot of shots taken, 1.5 XG, uh, average it, two goals, three three goals a game, a lot of clean sheets. It's going to be a really tough game. Interesting um, one. Interesting one. I thought those, I thought, and a lot of people did, you know, armchair pundits, whatever, <laughs> armchair fans thought they were, they were, that West Brom would be one of those teams up creek in trouble because of their off-field stuff, you know, and mm. they've had a good start. And I didn't see that coming. Good manager, and if you're yeah, bankrupt, that means you've got good. Well, if you got if you're if you're yeah. if you're uh, over trading, it means you've got good players. So in, yeah, in the short ex- term, Bielsa disciple, um, one of those young up and coming guys. He, he's looking like he's going to big things. I'm surprised he's still there. I thought maybe in the summer he's going due to the you know West Brom off field troubles, but he's still there and clearly mm-hmm. doing well. Really, really, really tough game, but we can't keep saying that. Um, we and. We we got to get we got to get something from it, you know. We have got to start picking up points away from home, and we have got a really yeah. tricky run of away games. So we say West Brom's tough, but then it's Ipswich away, and then I think it's Leeds, isn't it? So it's like, yeah. Mm, mm. Well, we got to upset the form book, and we and and coming back to what we said earlier, how, how do I feel after look, the the Swansea Millwall games? Yeah, okay, we've got to get over it because the championship. Woody made that point on the pod, but that that run of I had my uh, eye on those fixtures. Thinking we've just gone into. We're about to go into a run where I think we all thought mm, we're not going to pick up many points. So suddenly we're adding two defeats to what could become a run of poor form. So mm. we need to upset the form book. We need to play our best players. Um, we need to play our aces. And Mike Cooper is an ace. I, I would love to see him play. Mm. If he fit. I don't think he will. I think they might do it, leave it to Sheffield Wednesday game, maybe. But I wouldn't be surprised. And I, And looking at how West Brom dominate matches, I think our choice of goalkeeper isn't going to influence whether we lose the game or not, but it could influence if we win the game. Maybe it's nothing. It just feels to me like an international break is a bit of a gift to drop a player in terms of, you know, it feels, you know, making those changes pre-West West Brom is kind of less dramatic than doing it for Wednesday. Maybe that's a lot of nonsense. It's just the kind of feeling I have. It feels like a natural break, a natural point to kind of change things up a bit. And yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and there's tough run of games. Like you said, look, we've got Chef Wed at home. Okay, uh, that aside, it's a tough run. Like I said, I, I don't think the West Brom game, you know, whether we lose or draw it, I don't think comes down to the goalkeeper. I think, you know, the, the real gain is how, if, if we were going to draw it, how might we turn that into a win? And it's playing, you know, sort of our million pound plus players for me. And we've got games against Ipswich away where we could come away from that and go, we lost, but we played well and and everybody calmed down and it's going to be a tough season. So why not give some minutes to a, to our goalkeeper? Yeah, we've not, no, there's no Papa John's. There's no friendly, well, there's friendlies, but what are they worth? There's no cup games until January. Um, yeah, I, I want to see Mike Cooper get some minutes. And just, yeah, just this will be the last bit on Mike Cooper because he's taken up a lot of time now, rightly so, though. Great player. Um mm. He had a really tricky season, right? The lockdown season behind closed doors. It wasn't, I mean, the whole, obviously the whole team had a bit of a rubbish season, but it wasn't at that season. His, that was his first one in goal. Yeah. yeah, he didn't play the League Two season because Alex Palmer. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, his his defence in front of him, Archie, were awful. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so it depends what stat I'm looking at. I'm, I'm always called goalkeeper data sets must be an art form of their own because... You know, if you if you've got a lot of goals prevented, you've got to look at the underlying. You know, like you were pointing out earlier about you know chance prevention is is the, is the thing. So I think um, we're very careful what data set we look at. But again, how old was he there, mate? Nineteen. Yeah, no, it was purely off the top of my head. Did it, just did got... it make him? Was it was it a baptism of fire that made him? You know, we could look at that. No, it's going to be. It was. It was. Um, it was actually meant to be positive, coming from a negative. Believe it or not, <laughs> my yet my point was going to be that he's had some adversity, and I'm pretty sure I'm not basing this other than anything else than memory that he had a few clangers possibly early on and he came through it and now look at him um so my point being he's you know he's got experience there i feel like he could navigate these waters in terms of coming back into the team and maybe you know having one or two dodgy moments i feel like yeah i feel like he's set for that yeah he he i think we need him i just think if i go about those hit switch and sheffield wednesday wins last year we won them because of him He's an exceptional yeah. talent. I think Hazard's done some really has made some really good saves, but I don't think anybody's looking at Connor Hazard thinking he's a five, ten million pound player, but Michael Cooper is. All right, let's end things with a quiz. Last week I said I wouldn't be doing it again. I've gone back on my word. Tom, you are quiz master for this week. Over to you. Gents, I don't know if you saw it, but uh the quiz this week is loosely based around the viral um uh, but erroneous map from the uh, popular documentary series Welcome to Wrexham, where the graphics department put a nice uh, graphic up of Wrexham's FA Cup rivals with some very, very notable uh, anomalies: Brentford in the northeast and uh, QPR and Gloucestershire, etc. Anybody uh, hasn't seen that? Check it out. That's that's well worth a laugh for a couple of minutes. So. Um, there's a lot of mockery about this online, and then I'm kind of thought to myself, well, you know, it, that that's uh, it's easier to critique somebody else's work, gents, isn't it? So I'm thinking, how many of these people are sort of piling on, but really, but really know their stuff? I mean, I, I, I get it; most people know where the London clubs are, so that's the uh, the faux pas there. So today's quiz, uh, gents, formats is it's like higher or lower, like we've done recently, or like so Alex's quiz in Chicago, mm. and by higher I mean north, and by lower I mean south. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some clubs and some grounds that uh, are known to us as Plymouth Argyle fans. Um, and how this will work, you'll have a, a, a set each. So Archie, for example, I'm going to ask you five and you go higher or lower. 
and if you get uh, if you get them right, you get a point, and if you get all of them right, uh, you get a bonus six points. So there's there's four individual points up for offer because I'm going to give you five, and then if you get them all right, there's right. a bonus six. So I'd have to put them into um, order if you give me five, for example. No, I will. I will give the order. So what I'll do okay. is I'll give you one to start, and then I'll give you a next one, and then you'll oh. go higher or lower, and then the okay. next oh. question starts from that one. So what we'll do is I'll I'll give you an example, Archie. And let's say we start with Home Park, the home of Plymouth Argyle. And I asked you, the next ground was Brunton Park, which is the home of Carlisle United. And I'll ask you, is that higher or lower? And by higher or lower, I mean north. Yeah, so I'd say higher. Right, okay. Good, oh. good. Right, that one's in the bag. They're all going to be more difficult than that because obviously <laughs> every other margin is, no. is narrower. Mark, you happy with that? Absolutely. I think I've understood. Well done. Good, good, good. Both, both been in... Uh, in Germany for a while now. Obviously, Mark a little longer. So let's test those. Uh, let's test those memories. All right. Um, okay. Well, we'll start with who? Who should we start with? Let's go alphabetical. Let's start with Archie. Okay. All right. Okay. So, let's go. Cue music. Archie, I'm going to give you your first. Uh, the first five. I'll give you the first one, and then there'll be four, mm. and then it's mm-hmm. higher or lower, north or south. Mm. After that. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to start with our our friends in Bristol, Ashton Gate. Home mm-hmm. of Bristol City Football Club. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So I'm going to ask you, uh, Ashton Gate, Bristol City, and the next ground is the Memorial Ground, <laughs> home of Bristol Rovers Football Club. <laughs> You're okay. joking. Uh, I'm going to say. Here we go. I've been to Bristol. I'm going there in a few months. Um, I feel like the. Memorial Ground Stadium. Bristol Rovers should be higher. Higher, further north. Further That's north. correct. That's one point there we go. for the pedantic amongst us. Anybody who... To. This is loosely based around the Ar- grounds that Argyle have played at. I, I tried it being the most, albeit some I just chose yeah. for geographical convenience. Um, anybody who remembers Eastville, former home of uh, Bristol Rovers? Mm. That would also have been higher. Okay. okay, one one uh, one point on the board for Archie. Uh, next one I'm going to ask is uh, the county ground, which is the home of Swindon Town FC and the Magic oh. Roundabout. Higher, higher or lower than the Memorial Ground? No, I was re- or when you said Bristol, I was like, don't mention anyone. Don't mention a Reading, Swindon, or London. Okay, yeah, um, see, what see what I've done here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say lower. Just, but I'm not sure. I'm re- yeah, okay. I'm, I thought I might, might, Mark, you won't get any points for it, but it's just interesting to know your opinion. Any thoughts? I failed geography at school, so (laughs) difficult for me, this. Okay. Okay, no points. So that's the six off the table. And uh, none for you there, Archie, because uh, the county ground is actually higher further north. Slightly up. Just. Okay, a couple more points on offer for you. So we're starting with the county ground. I'm Swindon Town, FC. Oh. And I'm going to ask you about Adams Park. Adams Park has been the home of Wickham Wanderers Football Club for yeah. the entirety of them being a football league club. In the middle of nowhere, is it not? It is Adams Park in High Wickham. Don't be fooled by the high. Gotta, gotta, gotta be higher. It is higher. That's yes. higher. It's two points, mate. Well done. Okay, and last one in this set before it's Mark's turn. Um, uh, so we're at Adams Park, and I'm going to ask you for Rodney Parade. Rodney Parade, 
Oh, Crikey, that is... AFC for for the for the buffs amongst you. Uh, if I'd also asked Archie, the uh, former home of uh, Newport County, Mark may remember Summerton Park. Uh, the answer would be the same. Jeez. So, that is... Newport County, higher or lower? Newport is right. Wanderers is right on the border, isn't it? Or just after. Been through it once. Uh, yeah, well, been through it okay. once on the train. It feels like a clue. It wasn't pretty. I suppose. I suppose the the the, the real analysis here is, is 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 the south of Wales higher or lower than you think it is, isn't it? That's the question. Yeah, oh, it's not. Oh. I mean, they've all been higher this thus far. Do you read anything into that? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> he's throwing some normal distribution at me. Um, I can kind, I could kind of pinpoint High Wickham on a map. I don't think I could Newport. I feel like a Premier League football player now. Um, I'm going to say lower. Just lower's correct. Yes, lower's correct. Okay, so three points there for Archie. Um, yeah. There we go. Fantastic. Okay, so we'll move on to Mr. Lovell. How are you doing, Mark? All right. Good morning. Mark, I'm going to start with one of our least favourite places on earth. I'm going to start with St. James's Park, Exeter. Okay. The location of some of our favourite away wins and least favourite away defeats, for sure. Mm. So that's your start point. All right. Now I'm going to ask higher or lower. I'm going to ask higher or lower about um, a team that we've played a lot in our history, but we haven't seen a lot since. And not for good reasons, and that is AFC Bournemouth, who for over a hundred years have played at what was called Dean Court, is now called the Vitality Stadium. I want to know if the Vitality Stadium of Bournemouth is higher or lower than St James's Park in Exeter. Is this a trick question for a moron? It's not a, it's not a trick question. One is north of the other, and one is south. So is 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 higher? <laughs> Is sorry, is Vitality Stadium higher or lower than St James's Park, Exeter? Um, if you're going for a trick question, I think what you're what you're trying to ask there is, is it close? I tell you, it's very, very close. I had to get the ruler out on the uh, on the PC <coughs> monitor in lieu of well, finding a website that gives me such information. My gut feeling, my very big gut feeling, says it's higher. That's board. correct. That's a point on Thank the board, you. Mr. Lovell. Very good. Brilliant. Okay, Wonderful. we're gonna we're gonna move around the south coast now. Here we go. Fratton Park, home of Portsmouth FC. Site location for some great days, some not so great days, but some great ones. Higher or lower than Dean Court, Bournemouth? Fratton Park. Higher. It's got to be higher. Two nil up. Yep, yeah. it is higher. There's yeah. two. There's two. Good. Okay, and then we'll go into the Amex. Brighton. Amex Stadium. Yeah, we've never played there as Plymouth Argyle, so I will accept anyone who suggests I have researched both the locations of the Goldstone and the Widdin. The answer mm. is the same. The you've answer done your is research. The same. I'm impressed. Lower. No. Sorry, Mark. There we go. It's not lower. It's no. very much higher. I thought about it because the the, uh, the Amex is in Falmer, which is a bit outside of Brighton. So I was pretty sure of that. But I did I did go and check on the old sites, but mm. yeah, it, uh, the South Coast does uh, raise somewhat in terms of uh, latitude. Just... Okay, last uh, last one, St Mary's, Southampton. 
I've only had three. Is that right? No. Yeah, well, the, sorry, there's five, including the first one that I give you. So you've got four questions to answer. Hmm. Um, yeah, so the St. Mary's. St. Mary's Stadium, Southampton. That's That's the answer would also apply for the Dell. I've played at the Dell. Hmm. Well, played at the Dell? Higher or lower than... He well, played at the Dell? Casually, casually threw that one in there. Clem of schoolboys with Andy Morrison. Yeah, right. There you go. Um... Played at the Dell. Well, mm. But does he know I, where it is? I had the piss taken out of me for my boots because I was wearing Dunlops. And there was a crowd of about 200 throwing abuse at my boots, and I was in goal. <laughs> um, I digress. Lower, south, southerner. No, did I get that wrong? My, my luck's run out. People can't see I'm shaking my head. That is... Uh... Yeah, that is incorrect. It's higher. They were all they were all north of each other as we went along, albeit mm. fractionally. Cool there, that, that was a hard one. That last one was hard. I wouldn't. I, that was just been a guess on my half. Yeah, that's all part of the fun. There we yeah. go. Uh, two points for Mark. So that is three, two. Okay. Thrice okay, let's go. Right, Archie. I'll pick the place mm. up as we go rattle through mm. some of the other ones. We're going to start with the scene of oh, a really great day. We're going to start at Vale Park. Port Vale. Stoke. Where we lifted the uh, League One trophy uh-huh. last season. Fantastic. I think, right, okay, no prizes for guessing, everybody, what the next question is. But I'm going to ask you. Oh, not, Britan- not the Britannia. Yeah, I'm going to ask you whether the Britannia, <laughs> commonly known as the Bet365 these days, is higher or lower than Vale Park. Those who uh, remember when Stoke used to play the Victoria Stadium. Um, that's quite close to their current right, stadium, guys, so uh, that wouldn't matter. What are you going for? Uh, 50-50, and I'd say higher. Okay. Off to a solid start with a zero there. So, Archie, that's your, that's your full points off the table. And, right. no, very much. The Britannia Stadium is very much in the south of Stoke-on-Trent. Right. Vale in the north. Okay. From the Britannia, bet three six five. We're going to move east to Pride Park. Pride Park, home of Derby County. Argyle played there a couple of times. Great, great time there last year. Uh, more familiar with the baseball ground. Also had some great days there. I have. The answer would be the same, be it Pride Park or the baseball ground. So in, in essence, Archie, I'm asking, is uh, Derby lower or higher in terms of north and south than oh the God. city of Stoke-on-Trent? The coastline is very easy. I'd like that. You, it's a, you know, it makes sense. That's what mid- I mean. People just, you know, some people have been mocking mid- that, mock, mocking that map. People that got to know, got to know their stuff. Got to know the their Midlands stuff. Midlands is just a oh, crikey. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I can't. I haven't been to any of those away grounds. Um, never even been that part of the country, to be honest. Um, so I got no nothing to go on, apart from fifty-fifty guess. Um, and I'm now thinking of airports. If that helps. Trying to think of anything. I'm trying to think of going. I don't know if I've been through on the train. It's just a pure, pure guess. I'm going to say higher. I'm going to just stick with higher for the whole time. It's not, is it? Two, de- two down. Two down early on. Uh, Pride Park is lower. It's further south than Britannia Stadium. Okay, here we go. We're moving into the city of Nottingham. I was going to. I was going to say it's going to be Nottingham or flipping <laughs> Leicester or something. Now, on the East Mid oh. tour. Oh my God. Home of Nottingham Forest. Two-time champions of Europe. Yeah, it's going to be Notts County after this, isn't it? 
Right. Okay. <laughs> I can um, never confirm or deny. <laughs> is is the is the city ground home of Nottingham Forest higher or lower than Pride Park? Yeah. Look, rail and uh, motorway services are a good way of going through this. For anybody who's done them. People, guys um, who've been on the way days obviously know this. Been past all the road signs, don't they? Every other Saturday, guys. So. Haven't been to that. I haven't been. I've never been to Nottingham. I've got a friend who flies there for work. East Midlands. Ah, oh, come on. This is really hard. I'm, I'm going to stick with higher because you know, it's a broken clock and all that. Yep, correct. Well done, mate. Yeah, well done. We Nottingham is very much higher than Derby. And uh, yeah, the last one, um, I think you foresaw it. Uh, I'm going to ask you about Meadow Lane, the historic home of Notts County Football Club. <laughs> and I want. <laughs> what have I done? You need to, which which side of the river is it, mate? Which yeah. side of the river? I know one's the... one side, one's the other. Which way That's... around is it? Yeah, I do know that. Oh, this has been a really poor showing. I know. There's a river separating the two. I don't know the name, the name of the river. The Trent. You can pretty much see the grounds from. You can see the grounds, right? From. You can, you can. Very close to each other. Trent Bridge oh. is also there. The cricket fans. I just... Right. Sorry. Not great listening to this. Um, I'm just going to say higher. I have no idea. Yeah, well done, mate. There's two points for you. There we go. Uh, Pure guesswork. Notts County will tell you that they are in the city of Nottingham, whilst uh, the city ground of Notts Forest is in West Bridgeford on the south side of the river. Okay, Mark. Yeah, before we start, Tom, just rattle through these, because I've been to most of them, but I've taken no blind difference, uh, no <laughs> whether it's north or south or under or over, so... Okay, okay, yeah. so let's go. Yeah, let's start with the... We're going to start with the Brentford Community Stadium. Which one? Brentford? Right. Yeah, Brentford. You, I'll also accept Griffin Park, mate. They're very, very, very close to each other. Mm. Um, that's your first one, and I want to know if uh, the home of Chelsea Football Club, Stamford Bridge, is higher or lower? The King's Road, lower. Correct. Well done, mate. We're going to move on to Craven Cottage. Craven Cottage. Putney. Putney. Just across the river. Putney. Higher, Row your higher boat. Or lower. Row your boat across the river higher. Afraid not. Afraid not. Afraid not. Down, down the river from the King's oh, Road is Craven Cottage. Anyway, we've got one point. That's fine. Now I'm going to gonna go across London and we're going to talk about the Den. Mm. And I'll accept either the oh. new Den or the old Den, home of Millwall. Oh, that'll be uh, uh, Docklands higher. No. Possibly not. not. Mark, no. Lovell knows he's Londinian. Yep, there's a second point there. He is! And uh, it is, it is. Is it? Higher than Craven oh, Cottage. Yeah. Oh, I've been oh, Craven yeah. Cottage. Oh, I went back to yeah. Chelsea. Okay, sorry. Craven Cottage. Yeah, yeah. I would, it might be higher than Chelsea. Really? Uh, okay. need to remember that. Since you remember the uh, trajectory of the Thames. And yeah. then I'm going to ask you about the Valley. The I'm Valley. Charlton Athletic. Charlton. And is that higher or lower than either the new or the old Den? I'd say that was lower. Uh, it's not, I'm afraid. What? <laughs> oh, that's unlucky, Mark. I would have agreed because I've been, you go. I've been to Charlton Way twice, and you go past the Den on the train. Confident you? as well. The, well, well and that means that means north and south, does it, mate? In my head, yeah. If you go past it, you're going south. <laughs> <laughs> um, good away day, the valley. I think. 
Oh, I've had mixed. I've had mixed times there. I mean, I like you know, day out in London. Someone, you know, it's it's all right. But yeah, the results I've seen two tunnel, two tunnel defeats, rubbish. Anyway, did well in the uh, cup there a couple of years ago, didn't we? Anyway, uh, sorry, scores update. Archie, you've got five, and Mark, you've got four. You've got one Ooh. little run each. Okay, let's go. Um, my, I'm I'm not holding out a huge amount of optimism for the for the uh, for the full house. Um, okay, we're gonna start. We're gonna go up north. All right. We'll go up north. We're going to start in Lincolnshire. Mark your Air Force background. Make them handy. Archie, you lived in Scotland, so maybe you went past. Um, on the coast of Lincolnshire, Blundell Park. Cleethorpes, to be precise. Home I've of been Grimsby there. Town. I've been there. Been there. Huge great, climate. great. The question's not about there. The question Sorry. is about... Uh, <laughs> the question's about the city of Doncaster. Uh, okay. The Keep the Keepmoat Stadium. <laughs> now with Doncaster Rovers. Yeah. Yeah, higher yeah. or lower than Blundell Park. Right, okay. This, this, uh, now I've got some knowledge of this. You go p through Doncaster on the way down to London from Scotland. And I had to get off in Doncaster and then go to Cleethorpes on the little branch line. And it's quite... Yeah, yeah, you quite literally reach the end of the line. compass out on the train. You, you quite literally reach the end of the line. It's quite a place, Cleethorpes. Um, okay. So using my, lo lo my logic, I would say it's, it's below Doncaster. It feels like it should be below because... <laughs> I mean, past it. So just clarify, which way round is that, mate? Which is that's south? Which is I'm going to say Cleethorpes is more southerly than Doncaster. Okay, so I interpret that the question was: Is the keep moat higher or lower than Blundell Park? So I think you're saying the keep moat is higher. Yeah, than sorry. Than Blundell sorry. Park. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah that's fine. It would be the same for Bellevue for the pedantic amongst us. Uh, that's wrong, mate. <laughs> um, Doncaster is in South Yorkshire, and it is definitely yeah, south yeah. of. Uh, of Cleethorpes and Grimsby, the Great Grimsby. Oh, I talked so much. Moving about west. Had to get that right. Moving yeah. west. Oakwell, home of Barnsley FC. Been there for a while. Not too many great days I can remember. Remember Yannick Balassi having a great cameo there once, in an otherwise terrible season. And otherwise, I associate Oakwell with bad days and good seasons. Um, Oakwell is that higher or lower than the Keepmo? Is it north or south, Archie? I've got no idea, no reference point, although my reference point didn't help me at all on the last question. So, um, I can't, I honestly couldn't pitch it, put Barnsley on a map. It's embarrassing, this, isn't it? I'm not coming out of it well. Uh, I'm going to say higher. It is higher. Well done, mate. Okay, moving west to uh, the DW Stadium, or formerly the JJB, home of Wigan Athletic. Now, the reason I say that is because uh, they used to play at Springfield Park, which we have played a couple of times when Wigan were on the, on the rise. Um, but this this one, again, a bit like Mark's one with, with, with Bournemouth and Exeter, is so tight that actually, um, if, you would, if we were to be using Springfield Park, it's a different answer to if we were using the DW or the JJB. Okay, right. I've been past so it's marginal. You go past it on the train. I went from Manchester to Glasgow. I don't know what, what game I was going to, but so that makes me think it's quite n northerly, and I don't can't imagine Barnsley being higher than the JJB. That's my thinking there. You definitely go. I've been past it on the train, and it's definitely north of Manchester. I mean, unless the train was, you know, going the scenic route to Glasgow. Um. So therefore, I'm saying the JJB is higher I've got it wrong haven't I sorry, sorry mate yeah really tough one real real guesswork that one I'm afraid Wigan and uh, Barnsley are 
very, very, very close. Oh, I need, I need to in stop. Terms of how close they are. I need to stop talking, explaining my logic because every time I do, it's wrong. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Right. Okay. Um, that felt real guesswork. Here's one that's a little easier if you've done the route, um, and we're moving to what is now, I believe, called the Tough Sheet Stadium. The Tough Sheet Stadium. We're going to Bolton. Paying attention. That's Bolton. Yeah. I've tried to use classic stadium names through here, not to be taken too much by sponsorship, but I will accept that the Bolton is largely known as the Reebok. Okay, I'm going to stick with. I'm going to stick with um, Wigan being more northerly. I can't. I don't think Bolt. It's really close. I know that. I don't. Bolton's closer to Manchester, is it not? No, I don't know. I'll lock it in. Okay, okay. okay. I'll put you in misery, you're wrong. <laughs> Same with Burden Park. Or Bolton is very much north of Wigan. Okay, one point there. So that's 6-4. Mark, three points here for the win. So what, one. One point. Yeah, I only got one. I think you said that Oakwell was higher than Doncaster. I didn't get anything else. Hard lines, mate. Geography sucks. It's probably good enough. Let's do this quickly. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, Mark, the best Scott Stadium. Warsaw. Park, home of Warsaw. Yes, very good. So we're around the Midlands mm. again. So we're going to start with the best Scott. Fellows Park, they're all stadiums right next to it. Um, and I'm going to... Ask if that, uh, if London Road, so London Road is home of P Peterborough United. It's on the London Road, so there's there maybe a clue in there, or it might be a red herring. I'm going to ask if London Road <laughs> is higher or lower than the best cock. I'd say it was uh, higher. It is. Thank you. Well Carry on. On point. 6-5. It's getting close. Okay, next one. St. Andrews. Birmingham. St. Andrews. The, yeah, home of Birmingham City. Went there recently. Um, Played well. Lower. It is lower. Okay, Mark's leveled up. It's 6-6. Six, six. Got a couple of chances to win this. Okay. <laughs> Carrow Road. Smug. Home of Norwich City. Oh. Right, that's higher or lower than, than St. Andrews, Birmingham. Norwich. Um, great Yarmouth. Lower. Afraid not, mate. Possibly Afraid not. not. The hump of the wash is very much north of Birmingham. That's mm. hard. Six that all. One, one, one last chance. This is it. One oh, chance word. Word. I can take a draw. I'm, I'm happy with the so draw. I've, so we've established that, that uh, Carrow Road is north of Birmingham, St. Andrews. But I want to know if... Where we're headed next is Plymouth Argyle, the Hawthorns, the famous well, home of West Bromwich Albion. That's higher because I believe it was one of the highest grounds in England. Yeah, but not somehow. Yep. Yep. We're talking about north and south. That's yeah, good. not talking about. That's good. So it's, north. It's, it's, not that logic, high. But more, oh, on, more on logic, it would be higher. Just, 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 just to clarify, we're talking about Carrow Road here. Yep. So, just to talk about is is the Hawthorns. Further north or south than Carrow Road, higher or lower? You're saying higher. Yeah, because of my logic. More on logic. I can take a draw if it's wrong. I'm happy with a draw. Well, there we go, gents. As much as I uh, hate us playing for a draw, I'm going to have to call it there. There's no pens. There's no trophy. So the quiz is a tie this week. 
an ugly, scrappy six-all draw between Archie and Mark Six on the whereabouts of football league stadiums. I mean, I need yeah. to clearly go on holiday to the Midlands, don't I, and do some research. Painful. It's harder than you think. Harder than mm. you think. Harder than you think. I mean, really most people know that Brentford's not in the, is not in the northwest, but uh, yeah. Other than that, can be tricky. All right. Nice one. Cheers, Tom. That was good fun. Nerve-wracking stuff. Nerve-wracking stuff. Um, All right, we'll leave it there for this week. Thank you ever so much for listening, and we'll be back with you soon. All right, it's finally time for that giveaway that I've been talking about. We have got a signed Argyle ball. Signed by the whole squad, minus uh, Mustafa Bundu, who wasn't at the club when we got it, uh, when we got the signatures. So to enter, all you need to do is predict the following two things. You need to predict the first goal scorer and the correct end result. So, for example, if you predicted Ryan Hardy to be the first goal scorer and for Argyle to win 2-0 against West Brom, and both those things come to fruition, and we do win 2-0 and Hardy does score the first goal, you would be the winner. And if there's more than one winner, we'd go on a first-come, first-served basis winner. Of course, you can also predict Argyle losing or the other team scoring first. Um, but yeah, that is it. As simple as that. Please look out for our post on Twitter. And you can then submit your entries as a comment under that post. That would be the place to do that. Um, nowhere else, just on that post to keep it all in one place. And if no one gets the right prediction on that game, then it will simply roll over to Sheffield Wednesday and it will keep going until someone wins. It's hard to, hard to say right now how long this could go on for. It could be over in a flash or it could be a real saga. Uh, so, yeah, we'll pl- post a few more T's and C's and on the Twitter page to uh, answer any questions you've got. Feel free to comment as well. But, yeah, fairly simple. And enjoy and best of luck.